Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Master Griot Radio, channel 13 on your NBBTA internet radio dial. I'm Jacqueline Taylor Adams, and I am your host for this moment in time. It's time for purpose-driven words. Shaping thoughts, building minds, true wealth, communities, and legacies. If my words had wings, they'd fly to you each day. Welcome. This is the digital drummer, Jim Newsom with Urban Tech Talk on radio. Um, apologize, I don't know what happened to our opening song, but um, today we have a special topic. Um, it's coming from our news for the week. If you follow our post, Jim posted about um, mobile media and evangelism and how so many mega churches are using mobile media, and um, <clears throat> we have I have been talking slightly about before about um, technology and how it can be used in the church to the church advantage and how it is being used. So we want to talk more about that, um, mobile media, um, evangelism and ministry, and technology and ministry. How are people using it? Um, is it an asset? Um, can it empower the smaller churches to have a stronger outreach um, do you feel that it's actually interference? Do you feel it's too much technology? We'd love to know what you feel about it, where you stand, and we have some wonderful um, people calling in. Um, but if you'd like to call in right now to get in on the line, please call 646-716-7994. Again, their call-in number is 646-716-7994. We have um, Tabitha Vincent on the line and. She's a prophetess, and she's going to speak to us. Um, first, she's going to share with us who she is, the person, what she does with her claim to fame, and then she's going to talk about how she uses technology in her ministry. So, But before we go there, we're going to, since we didn't get a chance to actually play our opening song, but we're going to um, play this opening piece called Evangelist. It's a spoken word piece by Lamar Hill, and then we'll come back on the line with Tabitha Vinson. My mother is an evangelist, and I'm convinced that she won't be content until my voice is in a pulpit. I said, my mother is an evangelist, and you'd be hard-pressed to find a more fervent servant. She is fire baptized and I've watched men find God through her eyes. I said my mother is an evangelist. Every Sunday she leads souls to Christ. But I tell her, Ma, I'm a poet. Every night I lead souls into the light. I go where your preacher would not dare. Y'all mistaking these words for poems. These ain't poems. These are prayers. This is how I talk to God and y'all just happen to be here. These are all my fears and aspirations wrapped in the swatting clothes and packed in a tomb for three days. And the spirit moves the writer's block out of the way and resurrects the words I need to say. And they ascend off of the page while hundreds of people bear witness so that Generations from now will still be able to appreciate it, and I can still hear my mother praying for my soul, hoping that one day I would hear clearly and find my way back to the ministry. And it's hard for her to understand because she's almost as stubborn as I am that I ain't out here chasing a dream. I didn't choose poetry. Poetry chose me. I liberate souls every time I write a poem and I bring down the walls of Jericho every time I perform and I don't wait for them to come to me. I go where they live at. I mean, even God is a poet. You need only read the 23rd Psalm to understand that. How ridiculous must a writer be to 
say, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thou rod and thy staff are my pen and my pad, they comfort me. That's why I get love no matter where I go in this country. I used to contemplate suicide at least three times a week before poetry, and I don't tell you that to get your sympathy. I tell you that because I know at least three people in the audience are going through it with me. But who would have known? Who would have known that my own words could deliver me? Who would have known that I could get closer to God with every metaphor and simile? Who would have known that something as beautiful as a poem could harness so much of God's pure energy and I ain't nobody? I'm just a ghetto bastard from an unforgiving northeast city. But with this pen and with this pad and with this mic, I'm larger than life. I fight the good fight so when I'm dead and gone, you can bury my ashes in the same tomb where they buried Lazarus. Because a hundred years from now, some young poet is going to be thumbing through the CDs in his great-grandmother's attic, and he's going to raise me from the dead. I said, my mother is an evangelist. Every Sunday, she leads souls to Christ, but I tell her slow and deliberate so that she will never forget that I am a poet, and I'm following the will of God, and I'm far closer to him at this very moment than I can ever be in a pulpit. All right, that was Evangelist by Lamar Anthony Hill from his CD, Black Mail. And we, um, Jim Newson has also joined us. So, Jim, would you join me in welcoming Tabitha Vincent on the line? Welcome, Tabitha. Glad to have you on the show. <laughs> greetings, greetings, Jim and Jacqueline. Thank you for the invitation. Oh, wow. <laughs> I thank you for the opportunity. All right. So the world wants to know, who is Tabitha Vincent? Oh, God. <laughs> That's a loaded question. Um, well, known um, uh, in different Christian circles as a motivational worshiper and um, basically an author, publisher, um but my first ministry is a worship dancer, and God branched me off into uh, into the media, utilizing my skills as a um, radio host and then eventually a TV host using uh, by way of the internet. So, and just basically a humble servant of God. Not sounding clicheish. I'm just being honest. <laughs> right now. Um... Tabitha, just so since we're here on this platform of Internet Radio so that we can be interactive, um, can you give us your website then people can check you out as you tell us a little bit more about you and how you engage technology in your ministry? Oh, okay. Well, you know, my the website, the main website is PWICU, which stands for Prophetic Worship Intensive Christ Unit, uh, .com. And, oh, wow. And you can find me on, on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash PWICU. Launched a, a new a Facebook page um, called MoWo Moment because we are going to be airing a new show called Motivational Worship for Moments. And so just really excited about that. And that will be coming, uh, kicking off in January of 2013. So we're really excited about that. Uh, wow, and the question that you was asking about technology, it's a necessity, hands down. Um, um, Tabitha, all, just, um, excuse me, before you get started, just give us an idea, um, like where are you from or, you know, what part of the country do you hail from? Okay, well, I am from, well, from the East Coast, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm a Jersey girl. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, so I, you know, represent represent the Garden State. Love my my home state of New Jersey. I do split my time uh, because of the nature of my work is um, between New York and New Jersey. By vocation, I am a corporate uh, corporate paralegal. So, okay. Um, and basically, that's right it. <laughs> okay. So just go on, you know, tell us about, you know, I mean, you know, what you do, what's PWICU, and um, how you engage um, technology. And, um, you know, and do you feel it empowers you? You know, has it been an aid or um, a hindrance or, you know, how do you feel 
and I know you've probably seen from when there's like almost no technology in church churches to a, a large growth. So, you know, so that you tell us a little bit about you, just tell us how you feel, you know, you know, from where technology was, where technology is, and where you can see it going in the future as far as, you know, people in ministry. Okay. Well, well to start to begin, um, PWICU is um, also known as the Spiritual Hospital for the Spiritually Infirmed. It's a subsidiary of my parent company, which is Forever Word International, which is my artistic ministry, um, where we present the Word of God through through the arts, whether it's a dance presentation, plays, street skits, and things of that nature. We have um, traveled along the East Coast as far as the Midwest, you know, putting on different presentations throughout. And let's see, and when it comes to the you know, the, the ministry and the content, um, the message being kept in its most pure, pure form. And the use of technology permits one to go ahead and to be able to display that, to be able to convey that message. Um, again, PWIC, let, let me just back up a bit how that came about. Um, one day, uh, you know, one day just out of the blue, God was letting me know, I want you to, you know, come on blog talk. And so I was like, wow. I said, are you kidding me? <laughs> and he says, no, I need you to reach, reach as many as possible with the message I gave you. Um, and so when I, when I first started off on Blog Talk, um, you know, just getting, getting a feel for the technology and in the early days, we started out in 2007, matter of fact, and, the, and just being able to have different messages being conveyed. We brought on different people to, to, to interview from all from all walks of life in well should I say in the body of Christ. And just to be able to share that which is possible that ties into our theme of being you know, of being a spiritual hospital for the spiritually infirmed. So from there, um, the message grew because next thing you know it was first thing you know in the United States, next thing you know with technology, we grew and we wound up getting people from Canada. Next thing you know, it was from Mexico, and we started getting emails, unsolicited um, emails from people as far as the continent of Africa, and letting them know that they, you know, they were really inspired by the different segments on PWIC when we started out on radio. And then we, then next thing I know, God um, compelled me to transition to TV. And, you know, found uh, an Internet platform that caters to webisodes. And, you know, and since 2000 and, uh, 2011, we, were, we had launched the PWIC TV. And, again, we've been able to reach uh, many more people. I mean, just recently we got um, contacts from Australia, and we're like, what? <laughs> and so when it comes down to, you know, the different messages that, you know, that PWIC put on during, our, you know, during the programming, uh, and it's only a half-hour show airing weekly um, on Thursdays. What, what we've been able to do is to reach and make an impact on so many different lives, you know, um, when it, with the different uh, people we have come on and share proven principles. And for the technology to be able to empower, you know, to be able to empower us. Now, I, we're not a church. We are a Christian ministry, but we are more, we're artistic. Um, we, you know, we deal strictly with the artisans, if you will. And like spoken word artists, like that gentleman you just had, um, who was playing his, his segment. And, you know, for, them, for us to have the opportunity to be able to share ministry gifts like that, by way of technology, we would not have been able to do that um, on such a broad scale. So technology, platforms like this, um, technology is definitely a necessity without a doubt. We went as far as um, Vietnam had uh, was able to reach women, people Vietnam. I'm just trying to think of the different countries. Um, I mentioned Australia. What surprised me, someone reached us in, in China. I was like, what? <laughs> and I didn't think that would be possible. But sure enough, um, we was able to um, meet some people that was you know that was there, 
and we just found it to be a blessing. Again, it was unsolicited messages that were sent to us, words of encouragement and, and, and advising us that what we were doing were very inspirational. And, in fact, um, a lot of times, um, you know, how can I say it? I think the technology is important. It's a powerful platform for those ministries that are young because we're a young ministry. And um, the platform of PWICU, again, we were recognized by um, by a by by a couple of um, nonprofits, and they one nominated us for an award. I think back in two we nominated um, back in 2010 from somebody that belonged to a nonprofit uh, organization, and more recently, and just received maybe about a maybe about a week ago, that we're the recipient of an award for um, from Women of Power. Uh, we received. Uh, um, an award for um, you know for best in, in live broadcasting. So I was like, wow! And how they got wind of us is that they heard us on, on by, by way of the internet, by way of technology. And these are things getting encouraged, you know, being encouraged and people, you know, catching um, catching segments and putting your name out there unbeknownst to you. And then you got organizations that are listening in, and the next thing you know. You know, they're reaching out, they like what they're hearing, and next thing you know, your name is, you know, part of a vast of, you know, among other um, other shows or whatever, and that yet you are the one that's the recipient of, of, an, of an award, which I consider an honor. Yes. Well, um, this has been very um, enlightening, um, Tabitha, and um, it just fell into a few articles. Jim's been hitting on it for a while, and he just posted he did, his last post was um, again about mobile um, mobile media and um, you know many people using it. Where the article stated that um, a lot of people, you know, they knew that you know using TV, they figured most people was watching from the church's main website, but most of the views from the um their broadcast was not coming from their website. Most of the views were coming from mobile phones. Mm-hmm. And um and from their mobile website. So that's where most of the views were coming from. So it was you know, that was just a discussion on that. But I like to ask you, Jim, you've been hitting around on the subject for a little while now. So let's get your input. Well, you know, I've always said and I'm sure can I hear that name again so I can get it correct? I'd hate to mispronounce your name. Tabitha? I guess. With ISN? Tabitha, yes. Yes. What Tabitha was saying, um, relative to the uh, technology being the equivalent to evangelism, what uh, radio was in the 40s, relative to spreading the message and 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 building a following and and beginning to uh develop uh for lack of a better expression uh a market i think in business terms not evangelical terms you must forgive me so <laughs> relative to that as i've been pointing out a lot of your mega churches your uh potter's house your your west angeles uh your uh uh, thousand seat churches have full blown websites that are using multimedia beyond just uh uh preaching in the pews. They're actually using uh uh tablets and so forth for study lessons. They're using tablets in the in the uh, in the in the uh, choir, in the band, uh, you know, technology is all involved in through the church, whether you're talking about the big screens, the uh, pan and tilt cameras that they're using now, all that is automated and and cost relative. So the prices have dropped down. So a lot of the storefront churches are the community churches, and that's what the urban tech fair is about. Uh, Main Street, not Wall Street, um, is that they haven't uh, really seen the advantages or tapped into the advantages of not only mobile but of the web, you know, being able to Skype to uh, look in on the sick and shut in, uh, being able to have prayer meetings online, as well as being able to distribute their sermons uh, internationally. So as a, a an advocate for technology, the Urban Tech Fair will showcase 
uh, all of these different tools and services and, and means that technology can make life a little bit more efficient uh, for not only the uh, ministerial community, but for the beauty industry, uh, for the, uh, the small craft uh, retailer. Uh, we're about Main Street. We're, we're about showcasing our community and all the talent and uh, people that are doing great work that exists within it. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Tabitha, um, you know, um, other than your sessions and all, are there any way that you, you like, you do minister, like Jim brought up, about using Skype to reach the sick and the shut-in, um, you know, um, prayer meeting or, or, or just, um, you know, having prayer, corporate prayer, those type of things. Do you, uh, have you engaged any um, technology and um, any um, other form of outreach or, you know, or even in in the arts? Um. Oh, absolutely. There, there are some projects that we, that, um, that we are working on presently for 2013. I, so, um, and I, I, I don't want to share that just yet, but we are okay. definitely utilizing more and more of the technology in 2013 because, as you know, Jen has stated, a lot of things have become more cost-effective. And, for, again, for those that are, are, new, are, are new ministries and, you know, being concerned about price, I'm a firm believer when there's a will, there is a way, and God can definitely um, make sure that, you know, you're able to have access to the to the technology. You touched on something about uh about um the mobile, like the iPad, things of that nature. One thing I wanna say, our show airs um by way of our Facebook page. And from right. there the way the app is created, because uh, I had somebody be a matter of fact a, a good friend, a mutual friend of ours, Kelvin Tom. He created yeah. the app. <laughs> And he was, um, and he had approached me. He said, "Tabitha, have you ever thought about, you know, airing the show by way of your Facebook page?" And I said, "Well, you know, absolutely." He says, "They're making it mobile friendly." So again, like Jen said, had and you indicated having uh, the ability to, to the mobile, the smartphone, or the iPad, you know, definitely be able to reach out. Um, and then in terms of the art, oh, absolutely, looking to. Um, have, having several different plays and uh, uh, plays and street skits and um, different activities, and by me being an author, actually going out, you know, having some of those recordings. And when, although I have a, a book signing, it for some reason because of the nature of my work, um, because of the nature of my writing, it's like a lot of times it turns as a witnessing tool. And so they say, you know, we have a mini service right then and there. And of course, would that be recorded? You know, absolutely. absolutely. Um, using all the various forms of technology that we have on hand, and again, you know, of course, you have your, you know, your, your, your webcam or um, and any other um, tools necessary to be able to stream and be be able to connect. It I think is very vital, especially for authors, especially if you're a, you're a new author, because there's so many different voices. You, um, the use of technology to be able to really connect to your to your reader, to your audience, you know, is very vital especially if you are a Christian author. It's, it, it's always vital to be able to connect. Um, well, and if I can say this about uh, uh, marketing from a, a Christian author perspective, uh, mm-hmm. relative to uh, uh, Tyler Perry's success as the example, you start Absolutely. with your base market, and you start there, and once you establish your base there, then you can begin to distribute and market your goods directly to that community. That's what the whole social networking movement is about, niche marketing and communicating and engaging back and forth in two-way communication between you and your fan base or your audience or your ministry. Mm-hmm. And and just to, um, just to add to that, the one key element that is so very, very true, the one key element, and if you don't know how to... Um, Market that. That's why you would hire, you know, you would hire someone that is qualified to be able to help you position yourself. And I'm talking to a lot, you know, when I'm sharing this, I'm especially talking to a lot of my fellow authors here, especially the Christian authors. Definitely, 
um, be able to hire someone that knows how to market, Jacqueline. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, thank you. Uh, yes, um, and, and that's unsolicited. I've seen her work and it's off the chain. So to be able to position you, and like Jim said, to be able to connect, um, be able to connect with the audience, the fan base, and so forth. And I'm having fun learning. I am. I am having fun learning the different technologies. Um, well, learning let the me ask you this: as, as as a newbie in the uh, uh, tech world, uh, relative to the publishing that's happening on the e Nook and all the different uh, uh, distributors that are coming out now with their own tablets to uh, market their their specific books. Have you taken a position or are you aware of the uh, net neutrality uh, issues where they want to make the Internet a toll road so that independents and and new artists such as yourself, new entities such as yourself, will pay a higher rate to enter the marketplace versus uh, an established company such as, uh, who's the big bookseller right now? Oh, you're talking about like when you're talking about a bookseller, you're talking about like Amazon or Barnes and Noble, or yeah. why are you talking about like? Oh, oh you like the, the you like the big the, publishers like Macmillan, right? Like Amazon is going to create a wall garden on their e-notes so that you know their books come directly from them, just like with the iPad, you have to go to iTunes or iStore to purchase mm-hmm. that, and the compensation level that they're developing relative to. Uh, 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 new entities versus established uh, corporations is totally unjust, and there's been a big issue about that in terms of net neutrality, being able to transfer your data from any device, anytime, on uh, on, on any platform. Mm-hmm. Well, before we go further in there, because I was getting ready to bring that up, Jim, about publishing. Um, so, and Jim brought up a, a whole new issue in publishing. And so we, since you're talking about author, I was talking about the various formats of publishing. And um, I think, um, are you talking about the Kindle, Jim? Well, the Kindle is by another company. Which, which one the Amazon has? Kindle. they got about four Kindle. of them. Kindle yeah, okay. is by got- Amazon. Milk is by Barnes & Noble. Okay, you see where I'm coming from, and who, and then the iPad is by Apple, and mm-hmm. the uh, uh, Galaxy is uh, I think they just okay. made a deal. Uh, just yeah, but I, okay. I think they just made a deal for uh, all their products to be carried. All right, so we're going to take a, a quick break. We're going to just listen to a piece, and we're just going to stay with our theme for today. And we're going to come right back, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about one of the various publishing platforms and what Jim is talking about now is about um you know publishing across all platforms or having you know the the heavy cost of having to pick and choose a platform as opposed to being able to just easily publish across all platforms exactly so being able to choose between whether you're going to create a site for mobile or whether you're going to create a site in HTML5 that's accessible to everyone You've got to uh, choose sides now, whether it's going to be the uh, the operating system of uh, uh, Apple or Android. Okay. All right, well, we're going to come back more with that, and then Tabitha is also going to share her wisdom and her, you know, success as far as publishing for authors. And uh, so we're going to take a break, and we're going to listen to Whole Woman. It's another spoken word piece, because this is Master Grill Radio, so we have a lot of spoken word. <laughs> And this is by Rhapsody from her CD, um, Spoke Inward. I can't do this. This is too much. What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? I need help. I need to do something right. I need answers. Who's going to be there? I'm messed up so much. I feel like I've tried everything, but now, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? Just breathe. I want to be a whole woman, a whole woman, a whole woman. Say I want to be a whole woman, a whole woman, a whole woman. Say I. 
can't live a whole life with half a self with half of me in tow, saving the potential of me for some rainy day as if there's more to be living for. How can God work with half a woman towards her full potential? How can he pour blessings into my cup that overfloweth if my insecurities and sins have created holes that can't store it? I wrestle with principalities against my own flesh and blood, looking towards the mark of the higher calling, but that takes a whole lot of faith. And to follow where he leads takes a whole lot of dedication. And to stand in the face of my fears, or to proclaim the life of Christ, or even to love my neighbor, takes a whole lot of preparation. So half of me won't do. Giving only half my day, or half my thoughts, or half of everything I got, is not only useless, but unwise, when God sees me holy with his own eyes. When God, in his grace, sees me holy with his own eyes. So I want to be a whole woman, a whole woman, a whole woman, say I. want to be a whole woman, a whole woman, a whole woman, say I. Gotta get it right. My purpose is on the line. And how can I have only half the mind to do what's right or spend less than half of the time attempting to develop myself into disciplined study or focused way of life when it takes to committing the whole mind, the whole body as a living sacrifice? See, we want full blessings from the Lord, but we only pray half the time. And sometimes we remember to love our neighbor, but we seek God's love all the time. We go into situations and relationships with half of ourselves in tow, still hoping good things will come from them despite. And we forget that to love God with our whole heart takes a constant renewing of the mind, a constant reviewing of our lives. For many of the things we need to grow takes a committed and dedicated whole, not got from simple Bible reading or occasional fasting and praying, but our whole effort with our whole heart gives God the room to bring out the wholeness in us that he created within us long ago. So I chanted like I wanted, like it's part of my whole being, like it's significant, like it's attainable as if my spirit desired it. I needed to present myself fully as committed to his word. I want to be a whole woman because half a woman can't quite gain wisdom in this world. So each day I pray the prayer of complete reliance on God and all his magnificence, for only he is able to bring out in me the wholeness that he created. I'm not whole on my own, but I belong to you. I'm not of myself, but of you and your divine purpose. I am not alone, but with you. I seek your guidance in my daily business. I'm not whole on my own, but pieced together by your hands, held together by your will. I am not led by any of the wants, desires, or personal debates, but ever yielding to that which you lay before me. So today, as every day, I listen to your voice, walk in step with you, seek your wisdom, and lay no claim to my own life so that I may be aligned with your way. For I seek to be a whole woman, a whole woman, a whole woman. God, I want to live what you made me, a whole woman. A whole woman, a whole woman. Amen. Okay, so we're back. So, um, I, like I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I like yeah. That. I like both of those pieces. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. And I'm gonna tell you, that those are not new pieces. I don't know if you caught the first piece. Well, no, no, he doesn't say it in that piece. But I think that album was done in 2005 or 2006. Really? Yeah. Okay. And I know Yeah, uh and I, and the um whole woman was done probably between you know, two thousand six or two thousand seven. you know, maybe two thousand eight at the latest. And you know, it's it's new to us, but um that's another thing that the internet, you know, again it's given a whole new exposure to, you know, a lot of these artists were releasing albums and basically, you know, wherever they did a show was where they handed them out at because it was like, you know, a lot harder for a spoken word artists to get a, a, a record deal at that time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now, you know, you can do the digital, you can release and you can have that global audience even though people have not come to your show. So, um, you know, just a thought. So I guess, you know, Jim has laid it out. Um, So just, Jim, for clarity, since you brought it up. So what you're stating is if if I get a mobile website, my mobile website, because most of them, well, the sites I work with, you get the option of mobile. But um, I have to see if it's optimized for which platform, or are you saying – this um I know it's an issue when it comes to app development and um actually it's an issue when it comes to publishing. Like if I'm gonna publish a book and I guess this is both to you, Jim, as well as Tabitha, if I'm gonna publish a book, an e book, 
And I have to do it differently, um, and then I have to pay differently if I want to publish on Kindle, if I want to publish on Nook, or or if I want it available on iPad, or um, each one of those is a separate um, publishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in terms of positioning, yes, but in terms of software, it's also a different issue. Uh, let's not even talk about the... Uh, uh, the device that you get on. Let's talk about how you're going to set up the site. Do you set up the site uh, specifically to begin with on uh, mobile, uh, or where it's only viewable off a mobile device, or do you set it up where it's optimized for uh, web access, and vice versa? All the uh, the the social media aspects that come along with that. Well, I know general website development. You have your general website, and then you're always advised to also have a mobile website. So right now, the mobile websites that I know of and I have, they're accessible by any device. You know, they're uh, they're accessible by any device. This is just a general website. But now publishing is something different. I mean, can you explain that process, Tabitha, when you publish an e-book? You know, where does it land? Do you have to set up a separate site for it? Um, What's that um, process of publishing an e-book in the various platforms? Oh, well, now that is a very, very broad question, and and it depends um, basically on who you you, you speak to. Um, So allow me to just give you um, very basic publishing industry is still um, somewhat in an influx, especially since there have been battles with, like between Barnes and & Noble and Amazon, and, you know, there's a lot of different things that's been going on. One is really key, um, and what you had stated earlier about, a, a, Jacqueline, about a site being, you know, it's one thing to access it on your laptop or your desktop, but you create it to be mobile-friendly or tablet-friendly. I know PWICU is tablet friendly. All the sites that that I have created are um, that I'm having created because I'm not a web designer, but my webmaster is making sure that it is and thanks um, mobile friendly. And in terms of um, the publishing aspect, you have the print. You know, you have you have the print. You know, you go ahead buy the book. You know, you, you can actually touch it. And then you have the Kindle version. You have the Nook version. Um, and it all depends. You have to. For me, because that's not my specialization, I outsource. I take it to those who know how to put, you know, to be able to make sure that it's in compliance with uh, the specifications of the Kindle and of the notes. Matter of fact, um, the books that either will be released in 2013 or my publishing company, they are being um, set up um, so that according to the specifications of the of the uh, you know of the Nook and of the Kindle. Um, and any of the other platforms that are out there. So, um, and with that, um, there there are additional fees, but in the long run, the idea is to make it as accessible as possible to your readers. Um, okay, so I'm going to stop you right there. So basically, you know, just what I'm getting as a recap, mm-hmm. in the web development, you have a website, and then you create a mobile-friendly site, and doing your webmaster will make sure that it's mobile friendly. Mm-hmm. Now, in this publishing realm, you have various different platforms, and each one you have to comply to their standards, and they do um, have additional fees. Right. So now I want to stop here and go to Jim. It, now, what when you were saying net neutrality and using those terms, can you break that down and make us understand what's the issue? Here. Okay, um, the ISPs, Internet Service Providers, are looking to set up bandwidth uh, channels and, and market Internet access like the cable companies uh, do uh, 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 entertainment programming where you have the uh, first tier, second tier, third tier. So if you're a, uh, a, a 
say, a, a, a independent artist, and you've gotten your product on, let's say, GoDaddy or somebody uh, on a minor service, uh, then the cost for the end consumer, uh, end user, to be able to receive your your product and to market it is different from, say, an Amazon who has uh, distribution and fl- uh, flat rate deals already in place. So if you make a deal with Amazon, then that lowers your cost and opens up other doors that as an independent you can't uh, uh, easily get through. Kind of like the old movie system. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so um, so what are they seeking as far as net neutrality? Well, net neutrality is a law by uh, Congress. It's already been passed. They're trying to enforce it. Uh, the uh, Republicans and everything have been trying to take the teeth out of the bill, and naturally the uh, telcos and the uh, uh, phone companies are spending millions of dollars lobbying, lobbying in uh, D.C. to get the bill to be uh, give them as much room as possible. And this even relates to uh, the royalty rate for uh, webcasts. You know, they're charging. Uh, different rates for uh, streaming videos such as Pandora versus a a uh, a web a web service that provides a a traditional or non traditional online uh, music program. Okay. Alrighty. So um, I hope we have I a couple didn't more. Make people no, more confused. <laughs> yeah, we're good to have what you call jam. Okay, I I actually want to have to do a little bit more research regarding that, and of course, I, I obviously I defer, I definitely defer to your experience because that is your, because that's definitely your realm, there's Jacqueline. Um, and in terms of the publishing, because the publishing industry, again, as I stated earlier, there have been so many different models, so many different uh, avenues in getting the information into the hands of the readers and using um, the digital. You know, digital platforms, and that you know that's we that's how we refer to the, the Kindle and the Nooks and, and so forth. Because there is one platform, and there is another there is another way to get the book into the hands of the readers. Um, that is like a PDF form. You can send it to them by way of email. Mm-hmm. It, it, okay, you got a platform, and also there is a platform called Smashwords. Now, Smashwords, um, you know, allows the author to, you know, give the readers access, you know, to, and they can read it right then and there. And they have, mm-hmm. um, they have all all of the platforms. So that would be interesting to see how they can try to regulate platforms like Smashwords. Yeah. Well, I do know that Amazon definitely, um, they're really, you know, trying to corner market on different things because Amazon and and the whole retail thing. And they got people that just train and just teach basically how to sell through Amazon like they were doing with eBay. Now, like, Amazon is the new vehicle. And um, there's supposed to be, you know, like, good money in it. But it um, again with this technology and a lot of things changing so fast, it is an issue kind of to keep up. But the one thing I have noticed in doing marketing and working to support authors, there are all of these crazy formats, and it's like so many. So sometimes it's like it's harder now to do that super impact. You know, now, right now, I think the big thing for authors to really have a push, and thank you for the caller who called in from the 716 and all the people in the chat room that we have in. Um, hello and thank you. And um, But I think the big push we have for um, with new authors is, or existing authors, is really, really, really about PR. Mm-hmm. It is really about PR and getting um, and getting your things sought and just you know getting on that right list and having your book reviewed by the right people. Right. Because you know there's just so many options. 
There's so many ways you can publish. Um, you know, I'm still from the school of, you know, kind of prefer wholesale because when you do things in a larger bulk, of course, you get a much reduced rate and you get a better cost per. But I know, you know, now it's the things that you can, you know, purchase, you know, one at a time or as people order. But to me, that's the crawl because you get so much less per item. And, um, but, you know, that's just, you know, that's just my school of thought as far as numbering. But I really, with so many different platforms, like, uh, none of the platforms is like if you're on Amazon, you're not like guaranteed sales. It's not, you know, but if you get on a certain list, that can almost guarantee you sales as long as your book is accessible. So that is where I see the directions where a lot of authors seem to help me. That's where I just see more and more focus really has to be on the PR aspect of it. Um, Because, you know, there are a lot of different platforms and all, but I can't, you know, can't say one platform over another because while there's a lot of people got Kindle, a lot of people have Nook. A lot of people do PDF, but some people don't even have the PDF software yet. Um, You know, so probably, and your market is probably is within each of those platforms. Mm -hmm. And so, um, of course, the wider spread, you know, is one thing as far as online. But, um, you know, I guess it's, it, it seems to get somewhat like, like when you're publishing music, when they do digital distribution. <laughs> now you got digital publishing, which goes across a whole bunch of platforms. And so the objective really is, is to, um, you know, drive traffic to your main website and do good PR so that people are seeking it. And where they seek it, if you've done the mass distribution, wherever they're comfortable at and wherever they purchase at, your book is available. So if they like going in the bookstore, you know, you have your ISBN. They, if, even if they can't, it's not there, it can be ordered. If you, um, you know, if they like to purchase Amazon, it's available there. If they like to do, you know, whatever format is there available. And that's just, you know... Feedback again. I'm not a super insider on here, but I'll have to admit, um, you know, I've been looking for that magic formula in publishing. You know, for authors, like, hey, if you go here, you go here, and you know, after speaking with you today, Tabitha, I'm like, wow, it's even more. <laughs> so oh, this yeah. is my two cents. <laughs> Now, and, and speaking of which, um, just, to, just to add, when it comes down to the technology and so forth, don't forget about the Q code, which is that the, the Q code is, is also known like a, as a brevity code. And it's like when you have one of those that are created, you know, when you can take your mobile phone and, you know, you want to so find out. So the QR out, code. Yes. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry. Well, I'm not when you start talking about... Uh, uh, a, a mobile marketing, then you know it's changing so fast and so drastically. You look at augmented reality, where uh, like Walmart and major merchandisers, uh, uh, Best Buy and them, you walk through the, the store with your phone, and special sales and stuff come up. Mhm. Over your phone. Yeah, <laughs> and that's where that the QR code see. coming real good as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, and now this is where, um, just throwing out, this is where it's opportunity. With change comes opportunity. This is now where the independent artists on all levels need to come together and collaborate. Because that great writer needs to work with, because it's easier now to do an audio book as well. Yes. So that great author needs to, you know, can collaborate with the great orator. Mm-hmm. And in the partnership with the great visual artist. And now you have the ability, again, like you said, to kind of, you know, to bring that into a 3D experience. Mm-hmm. So you, you know, you have, you know, artwork, you have your, your written form. You see, you have your print and hardback, and you have your digital print. And now you have an audio book. Right. And then you can interact, you can have pictures and also make that interactive. 
And you can kind of do that pretty cost-effectively. But through mm-hmm. a collaboration, that's like three different artists that can really, you know, work together, work hard together, and lift one another up. And, you know, and, and by the success of the, the one book, you know, everybody gets all that attention and, val- you know, you know, credit for that success. And it can, you know, really drive and spawn. So, uh, you know, I think this is definitely a time. And these are the type of things like the Urban Tech Fair likes to um, suggest or provide a format for. You know, the biggest thing about the Urban Tech Fair is collaboration. Because what we're doing, like you may not have known, like you're in Jersey, we have a couple people doing in Jersey as well as New York. Mm-hmm. Urban Tech Fair is going to be going on right around you. So and then you'll find out that somebody not too far from you, oh, wow, they do this. Oh, wow, you do that. Wow, you do. And these people are like your neighbors that you didn't even know, Tabitha, right around you. And because they did the Urban Tech Fair, we all met together online. Then we came down on the ground and found out all of these people all around you are doing all of these different things. And the whole theme is collaboration. So by us collaborating, we can, you know, raise the quality of our community as well as ourselves as individual. But you know, it's like it's like a commu- It's really a community first effort. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there is one of the, there is one other platform. I'm not sure if that was mentioned when it comes down to the in the publishing arena. Um, there is a formal formal name of company called Book. But what it is, it's, a, it's an actual uh, a book, but, you, but it includes video. It's like you can read a chapter and then you see the video can't actually act that particular passage out. Right. And that is something that um, I, I'm really, really interested in, in, in seeing on how they would try to even legislate something like that or how that would affect anybody. Um, you know, I mean, how that would affect... Uh, what Jim is saying, trying to, you know, monetize something, you know, something like that. I really would like to see how how that would come about. Well, one of our people probably pretty good to talk to on that would be Marquise Johnson. What do you think, um, Jim? Yep, Marquise is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. He's pretty awesome. Yeah, he does a wonderful digital magazine, and it's extremely affordable. Mm-hmm. And he that you know have the ability to take out different parts and blast them out and um you know is very you know is very affordable for all that it does and he breaks it down in a way and he's very strategic. He not only once you get the magazine but he's strategic in how he hands it out to make sure that you can also um distribute that magazine. Mhm. So, um, I mean, you know, be able to, you know, fund the magazine. He just does a really good job. So, um, okay. All righty, Jay Rayford is tuning in. So we're waiting for Jay Rayford to come. He is the he's the real McCoy rep your city. Now, I don't know if you hear it on the radio or, like, in Philly we have um, – Radio One, Kathy Hughes show. Um, they they change around, so I don't know. Uh, it's one hundred. It's, it's um one hundred point three, or um or it's one o three. I think it's one o three. Praise City, whatever. But the guy comes on. He's he's national. He does the rep your city. But this is Jay Rayford before um. Before that, rep your city, and before Urban Tech Fair said rep your city, Jay Rayford said rep your city, and and that's what his business is about. He's out of Detroit, so Jay said, um, "I'll let him okay, okay, I'm gonna let him know what I'm waiting for him." And um, Tabitha, as we wait for Jay to um, um, come in, can you? I mean, do you have any parting words for us, or you want to, you know, share anything with the audience? Well, actually, there there is. Um, I do want to say that what your platform is presenting is definitely needed and is much necessary. It's definitely necessary. And for those who are in ministry, yes, technology is is not something to be afraid of, and it's not of the devil or anything of that nature. It's just 
another vehicle, another avenue, an evolution, if you will, that allows um, ministry to be able to spread the news of the gospel, um, you know, more effectively and to reach more people. And so, and I just want to thank both of you once again for just having me on the show, and I do look forward to, um, to you know, being able to uh, learn more from the both of you. All right. Well, we know you're going to be participating with the Urban Tech Fair when it comes your way. So, um, we are definitely looking to kick that off. Now, if, if you'd like to call in, we're going to be streaming live for about another five minutes. So if you want to call in, call us. The number is 646-716-7994. Again, that number is 646-716-7994. Uh, and, I, yes. I've got a uh, – I'm uh, – out in the field right now, I've got a low battery, so I'm going to be signing off in about five minutes as well. All righty. We'll, so, we'll, um, we'll yeah. Okay. Well, we'll stop streaming live and at, at that time. I'm not sure if Jay's going to get a chance to call in, but if he doesn't, we're definitely going to have him on the next show. And um, Oh, here he is. So here happy. he is. Hold on. Hold on. Hi, Jay. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Hello, sir. How, How are you? Doing, How are you? I'm doing all right. I can't complain. <laughs> all righty. Well, we say we got the original Rep Yo City, so let everybody know who you are real quick. <laughs> well, my, um, my name is uh, Jay Rayford. I'm um, founder of uh, RepYourCity.com. Uh, I've been doing a lot of work here uh, in Detroit, um, but definitely uh, going into 2013, hoping to um, develop something that's more uh, global because repercity is like a uh, a widely known term, and we just want to redefine what it means to represent your city. So it's so much more than just saying saying it; it's about what you do. So uh, we're putting together some stuff for 2013 to bring that to fruition, and uh, kind of how it applies to the the urban tech fairs that um, we're definitely involved in the the tech movement that's happening here in Detroit, and um, um, we're with. I'm kind of passionate about is getting our youth um, up to speed on the opportunities that are coming here because uh, there's a lot of money coming in here, a lot of startups, things like that, uh, venture capital, everything. Um, but I, I think it's not geared toward uh, our youth per se um, as, as it should be. And um, it's a lot harder here um, in the Midwest than in Silicon Valley. So um, so we just have to, um, you know, get get, get to our, our youth those, those – uh, Resources and skills and stuff mm-hmm. like that, the knowledge. So. Okay. Well, so that comes to my next question, Jay. I don't know if you got my email, but I just wanted to confirm. You're going to be a, a, a city leader for, for Detroit, right, yes, for the Urban that's Tech that's Fair, right? Mm-hmm. All right. See, that's great. See, Jim? <laughs> hey, we got, we got Detroit now on lockdown. I like no, we, we, we're good. From, uh, I like your message. I, I feel your passion, and essentially uh, we're on one accord. That's where the uh, Urban Tech Fair, as Jackie mentioned earlier, was originated from a desire to uh, make what's available in this uh, innovation nation, all the startups, hackathons, and all that, available in our own community because our model is discover Silicon Valley in your own backyard, and just like we discovered uh, a wonderful uh, uh, art new artist tonight, uh, Tabitha, earlier, and what she's doing and the information that she was sharing, we've got to, as a people, begin to share the knowledge. Yes, and we believe that Silicon Valley, what makes it special is innovation, talent, and resources, and we believe we do have those things within our own community. So with the Urban Tech Fair, it's a 30-day cloud and ground experience, so we, you know, we connect online, and then we're, we're going to then all come out. We're going to move out from online. We're going to all come out in the street and go in the sunlight and see one another and meet one another and connect, find out what each other is doing, and start collaborating to build our communities. So, um, you know, tell us a little bit about what Rep Your City is, Jay. Uh, well, right now what it is is a. Uh... It's a way to bring aggregate positive news that's happening in the community. Because um, uh, like I spent some time outside of Detroit, and I got a chance to see Detroit from the outside looking in and just saw a lot of people were kind of missing 
out on the positivity because they got drowned out by the negative news. Uh, so I created a website where you can bring that all together, and anybody can uh, post positive news on there. And what I'll do Great. is uh, share it through on Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that to get it even more uh, out there. Um, but so much more than just a website. It's really an offline movement for sure. Um, so we're definitely just heavy, just on the ground, and trying to work on some of these systematic issues uh, that's, that's happening in our community. Well, as we often say, uh, uh, urban tech fear is about the spirit of Ubuntu. We are because of you. And we believe that there are, are hundreds of thousands of you and Tabithas and other young uh, uh, entrepreneurs and forward thinkers that are out there looking at the 21st century and how our community can benefit. And that's what makes us is what you do. So, again, I compliment you. All right. Definitely, definitely yeah. appreciate it, and I look forward to you know the, the progress that we can do with uh, the Urban Tech Fair. Great, and um, Jay, I owe you a lot of updated material, so you're going to get a blast of materials. I'm pretty sure tonight. I'm going to I'm going to do my update. Everyone, I got to get new materials out too, which will give you you know real clarity. And um, we would like to promote um, your newsletter, Rep Your City, to give people just uh, rather than reinvent the wheels, we ask the cities to start reporting their good news to to Rep Your City. Yeah, definitely. Um, like I said, we, we're doing some some revamping some stuff, but um, I definitely look forward to like telling the stories of things happening in other communities outside of Detroit too. Okay. So um, we're um, at the end of our show time for today, and um, we will have you on another time. We're going to start next in 2013. We're going to start having each city um, and their organizing teams to start coming on to, again, to, you know, share specifically what's going on in their city, you know, what um, what issues they're working to um, to address with their tech challenges and, um, you know, what's unique and special and what's their um, city focus and vibe. We want to start to get really get to know each city as we build toward an urban tech fair. And I think that's Cynthia on the other line. But, you know, she didn't press one. But if that is Cynthia, we want to do a shout-out to her. She always calls in and listens in. <laughs> and um, so to everyone, I just say thank you, and um, thank you for the knowledge. And um, you heard it, you know, um, a lot of our smaller churches, we really um, – especially when you have tighter budgets. Um, technology will allow you to do a large, larger outreach much more cost-effectively. And it's not really about accepting donations online, which, of course, is possible, but it's really about, you know, actually, you know, ministering and being able to connect with people, you know, on a larger level, and um, and especially when at times people can't come in, and throughout the week, you know, not just waiting for Sunday for everyone to connect. So, um, you know, if I guess um, if you'd like to know more about that, just come on over to the Urban Tech Fair on Facebook. We got a lot of people and that are experts in all types of areas and um and that goes all in line, not just within ministry but in our communities. Um we can be a lot of times be a lot more cost effective and a lot of times um but just asking you'll be surprised. One thing I do hate to say, a lot of stuff is available but you have to be on the inside to know it and know the right people when they're supposed to be available to everyone. But just start asking and um you find more information. So we always do this thing. You have 30 seconds in um, the whole world listening. So we're going to start with you, Jay, if you could close us out. And I'm go to Jay, and then, Jim, you close us out. Jay? Jay? No. He's on the line, maybe for some reason, maybe his signal is lost. Jay? Okay. Well, um, Jim, you want to close this out? All right. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, I want to thank, thank our guest, Tabitha. It was very interesting. As you said, I've really been trying to uh, 
uh, tap into the evangelical community. Uh, we're working with the uh, United uh, Methodist Church right now. We've been talking with them. They've been very supportive of the Urban Tech Fair and the Church of God in Christ here in L.A. So, uh, you know, the church is a very important part of our community, and the Urban Tech Fair is about the community, whatever, be it wrong or right, that is in our community, you will find at an Urban Tech Fair. All right. Have a great week, and we'll see everyone in two weeks on The Digital Drummer. Jim Newsom with Urban Tech Talk on the radio. All right. Take care. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.